Yutes Aleph, about six lines down at the new Mishnah. From here till the end of the Perek, which is the bottom of Chavdalat Amad Aleph, it's about five and a half daf. It's essentially going to deal with uh, this Mishnah for the next uh, three daf or so. What um, type of ink can you write the get with? On what can you write the get? Um, after we discuss that for about three and a half blot, um, who can write the get? We'll get uh, that'll be on Chaf Bey's Amud Bey's and Chaf Gimelad Aleph. Who is allowed to bring the get? And then we'll get to the end of the second paragraph. So let's see this Mishnah. The Chol uh any sort of, as we'll call it ink, there's lots of different types of inks, any sort of ink, uh, the following inks are good. Bidiyoi, we'll, we'll see in the Gemara each one of these, the Gemara will define what they are. Uh, Dio, Sam, Sikra, Kumus, and Kankantum. And as a general rule, Bechol Davashu Shel Kayama, any type of ink that is a permanent type of ink. Kama, Ein Kaisvin, here's things you would not be able to use as an ink to write the text of the get. Eid Kaisvin Loibe Mashkin is uh, like a type of maybe colored drink, Loibe May Peros or fruit juice, Loibe Chaldavar Sheino Miskayim, or for that matter, any type of um, writing that won't last. Period. Uh, what do you write the get on? Al Hakol Kaisvin, you can basically write the get on. Anything. You could write it Allah on a leaf of a olive tree. It's pretty small um pretty small thing to write on, but if you write very small it'll work. Obviously the leaf has to be detached from the ground. Vala Karen shell para, or you could write it on the attached horn of a uh cow, Vinoisin Lasapara. And then you give the man, the husband would give the wife the cow with the horn attached. Al Yad Shel Evid, you could write it on the arm of a slave in Oisless Evid and give her the Evid. Rabbi Glili disagrees slightly. I boxed his name. He says, Ein Kaisvin, the following things would be invalid, not good to write a get on. Lo al anything that has a life to it is alive. and not on things that are. Food, and we'll see in the Gemara um, why those uh, were excluded. Okay, says the Gemara, there was a list of inks that would be valid to write with. Uh, Dioi is diusa, like a the typical sort of like ink that a sofer would use. Uh, sam is sama, which uh, Rash gives the old French word of uh, uppermint, maybe some sort of yellowish or goldish type of color. Uh, sikra, what's Sikra? Amarava Brachana, Sikrasa Shma, that's a, uh, a reddish type of uh, ink. Kumus, what's Kumus? That's Kuma. Kuma is a um, tree sap based uh, ink. And Kankantum, what is Kankantum? Amarava Brachana, Amarshmul, Charta de Ushvichi. It's essentially that dark stuff, like the black stuff that shoemakers use, uh, use that as an ink, that would be um, acceptable. And then the Mishnah had another phrase, more for that matter, any other type of ink that is lasting. What's that coming to include that wasn't listed already? La Suye Mai asks the Gemara. Well, La Suye Hadetani Reb Chanina comes to include uh, these types of inks that are in the following five-word Tanaic source taught by Rebbe Chanina. Says the Tanaic source, Kasvu b'meitaria or b'aftza, 
Mataria is uh, some sort of like uh, water that they would um, soak a type of uh, very colorful fruit in, sort of like a gallnut juice uh, fruits. And uh, Aftsa is, uh, well, it's gallnut uh, juice. That would be kosher. Kama, Tani Rabchia, another, right, so this one also, five words, uh, which includes some other things that can be used as uh, ink that would be valid to write again. Kasoi be avar, avar is lead, like if you scraped some lead into water and then mixed it up and it, it darkened the water, that would be valid. Be shachor is uh, some type of, like, uh, I don't know, coal-based uh, uh, ink or shichor is here. You go. This is the Harta Da'ushvachi, which would be the other mint, like the shoe polish stuff. Itmar. The Gemara brings a, a very interesting sugya. Now, Hamavir Dioy Al Gabe Sikra Bishabis. We know on Shabbos there's 39 malachas that are asar. One of the 39 malachas is kosev, and another one of them is mochek. Um, Typically, kosev for Shabbos to be chayv on Shabbos. Uh, somebody writes two letters, uh, that would be chayv on Shabbos. And erasing or mochik. Now, mochik literally means like to scrape away because the writing then used to be uh, like uh, Torah type uh, ink on parchment and you would literally like take a, like a sharp edge and scrape it off to erase it. We know that the erasing on Shabbos is chayv midaraisa is erasing two letters on the condition, or almanas, to write something new. So how about hamavir diyoy al-gabe sikra b'shabes? Let's say two different types of ink. Somebody, now, now literally the Gemara says he passes over, let's say there's two letters, an aleph and a base, and then they were written in sikra, and it sounds like from the Gemara that he takes uh, this like more intense type of ink, this diyoy, and uh, runs it over the letters that are already there on Shabbos. That's what it sounds like to me. Hamavir diyoy al gabe sikra. There are those who want to say, though, that what we're talking about here is there's sikra letters. The sikra letters were scraped off, and then the diyoy was um, uh, used to re, let's say, write those letters in place. But I, I don't think that's, that, that's not what the Gemara sounds like, although that is what um, most Rishonim sound like. In any event, if you're Mavir the Joy on the Sikran Shabbos, Rabbi Yochanan and Rishakish, actually, I underline Rabbi Yochanan and Rishakish, they both agree over here, Dharmi Travayu, Chayev Shtayim, person with Chayev two Daraisa Malachas, Achas Mishum Kaisev, one of them is for writing, because he wrote two letters, Achas Mishum Meichek, which Rashi says is Meichek on Almenas Lichtoy the Shtayis Bishabbos. And this guy's considered, he's Meichek the Tachtainis, which were Sikra, the Kaisevel Yainis Dioy. Does that mean that he scraped off the Sikra first and then wrote it? Or by writing the letters using Dioy on top of Sikra, so to speak, erasing the Sikra? Either way, he's Chayv Stein. Let's say, though, it's Dioy Gabe Dioy. There was Dioy letters, and then he writes Dioy letters, or Sikra Gabe Sikra. In other words, the same level of ink intensity, then he would be putter, because he's not adding anything, it was just like it was before, he didn't write anything, which it has to be, I, I guess in this case, he's just writing on top of the letters already there, he didn't erase anything, 
putter, sikra al let's say he uses the less intense type of sikra ink and does that on top of dioi, so then it's a machlokas, amri la, there are those who say the person would be chayiv on Shabbos, at least one, the amri la putter, colon, amri la chayiv, I squeal and chayiv, why is it considered chayiv if he um, uses the sikra hu? It's considered moichek because the letters that are there now are actually less lasting than were there before, which would be considered moichek. Amri la pater, I squeal on the pater. Why pater? Because mekalkel hu. Now, mekalkel hu is basically not chayev. If you do an act which is intrinsically destructive, then even though that same act might be a, a, a productive act in other scenarios here, if it's uh, essentially destructive, which is what's going on over here. You have something less lasting than you had before. Um, you would be uh, putter. Period. I and I This is something we had touched upon a little bit earlier in the Masechta. Uh, let's say you have they don't know how to sign uh, their names. Um, whatever reason, these are the only witnesses you could use. Maybe time is of the essence. Uh, can, can you have other people who know how to write, but for whatever reason, it can't be the Adim, that they could write out in Sikrasa, and uh, these people will then uh, cover it over with a more uh, lasting Diyoy. Colon. Is that ink that they used to, so to speak, uh, write on top of the letters, their letters considered uh, ksav, and therefore be a valid signature, or not. Amar leis, who answers Rabbi Yochanan, to Reishakish, ain't ksav. Nope, that would not be valid. Kama. Amar so says, Reishakish, back to Rabbi Yochanan, one second, Rebbe, or my dear uh, uh, Rebbe Chaver, haloi li madateinu rabbeinu, didn't you yourself, our rabbi, teach us ksav elyoin? We, we had just said above that the writing on top is considered ksav when it comes to uh, Shabbos halachas. Amar so says back, Rabbi Yochan, very important point. Just because we discuss things, like Rabbi Yochan, there was no base on Migdash. There was no one bringing a korban chattis at all anyway, because there was no korbanis bichlal. Uh, Rabbi Yochanan's point is just because we're having some sort of theoretical discussion, not that it won't be practical one day, but at that time it was theoretical. We're going to actually do a Misa based on that. That far, we don't go. Period. Itmar. Here we have a case we saw just moments ago. Let's say you have witnesses and they don't know how to sign the name. Let's say they, they, uh, they're not familiar with being able to write. What are you supposed to do to have them be able to uh, act as witnesses? So we're going to have four approaches. Rav, who I uh, I circled over here, put number one in the margin. Two lines later, Shmuel, I circled to put a number two in the margin. Three lines below that in the middle of the line is Rabbi Avohu, and I put a number three in the margin and circled it. And three lines below that is Rav Papa, who I circled and I put a number four in the margin. So uh, what do you do with these witnesses? Well... Rav says, "Mikarin lahem niar chalak v'memalanes hakrayim dioy." A couple understandings of this: either you would like um, take another piece of, let's say, cardboard, and sort of cut out 
uh, stencil letters, and then they'll just be able to uh, put that stencil over the get what they have to sign and sort of like brush uh, black ink uh, on top of it, and that's how they would have their signature. Or mekar lehem chalak would be you would uh, scrape out with some sort of like a sharp implement the outline of the letters that they would have to then fill in with ink, and that's how they would put their names down. That's Rav. Shmuel, who is the second understanding Amar, you would use Avar. You would take um, lead. Okay. Um, I guess like almost like a lead pencil. Once upon a time, lead pencils were called lead pencils because they were actual real uh, lead. Uh, the problem with this is, and I put a bracket, started a bracket over here. The brackets are going to go for about three lines. You think that the way you would prepare this document for the witnesses to sign who don't know how to sign their names is by writing their names, let's say, in lead. That can't be. We have a Rebchia price that says, uh, we had it quoted up above, if any of those things are used, it's kosher as far as uh, an ink used for uh, writing out a get. In which case, if we write the name of the guy who's going to sign on the get, then we've already written the name. We, we haven't like prepared it for him. We wrote it for him, and that's a problem. Well, Loikash answers the Gemara, no difficulty here. There's two sort of types of avar. Habe avra, habe maya de avra. With avra is what Shmuel had said. That actually just leaves sort of like a, a light shadow of what the letters would be, where Maya de Avra is a water uh, that you had soaked the uh, powdered lead in. That's uh, more permanent. That's the type of um, Avra that if you wrote the ink made from it, the text of the get, that it would be kosher. Rebavo is the third understanding. Amar b'mei milin. You use uh, the brown gallnut uh, juice and uh, that's how you would prepare the, uh, pl- the, 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 you would sort of lead the witnesses who don't know themselves at a sign, they would just uh, trace over those letters with proper ink. Really, Vahatanya Rabchia, excuse me, I put brackets in over here, Vahatanya Rabchanina, again, the same, uh, similar Tanaic source we had up above, the other one, uh, this one, five words, Kasu Meitaria or Aftsa. Kosher. If you wrote out the get with Meitaria or Afsin, Afsin is gallnut juice, it would be kosher, which again sounds like the type of preparation that's being made is using something that's already considered ink. Loikash answers the Gemara. Ha de ofits, ha de lo ofits. Was the um, parchment that the text of the get is being written on, written on, was it given the gallnut juice treatment beforehand or not. She'ain may milin, algabe may milin. Because you cannot have may milin on top of may milin. It would not be considered a uh, valid writing. Rapapa is the fourth and last understanding here. would say beroik. Use uh, saliva to uh, trace out or, you know, sort of make letters forms of letters that the uh, witnesses will then sign just by going over where they see the uh, part that they have to put the ink on. Similarly uh, taught, um, not the Rapapa we just had, but Rapapa, uh, that's what Rapapa taught to Papa Tura'a. Papa Tura, I guess, Papa the 
the cattle rancher, Beroik, uh, that you should use uh, saliva. Honey, mealy, big gitten. That's specifically in the case of a divorce uh, document, a, a get isha, because we are uh, particularly uh, makel, or we're, uh, we, we want to make it as undifficult as possible for a woman who the uh, husband wants to divorce her to make sure he could divorce her, to have that type of signature valid for regular document low. And we actually know that that's the case because the Ahu Evid, excuse me, the Ahu Avad Uvda Bishar Starais, there was once a person who did this, used uh, the Roke approach when it was a, another type of document, not a get, the Nagde Rav Kahana. Rav Kahana had him uh, whooped, gave, uh, gave him lashes. Tanya Kavasa de Rav, Umar brings a Brisa, <coughs> just over five lines. Which would be a support to Rav. Says the Brisa, What do you do with witnesses? <coughs> For whatever reason, they're the witnesses that have been chosen. They don't know. They don't know how to sign their name. You would scrape out on um, smooth paper. And they would fill in the scraped out areas with ink. I boxed his name. When is that specifically? And divorce documents for women. If it's an emancipation document for a slave, or for that matter, any other regular old document, the types of witnesses would be acceptable are im yoidim likrois. I squealin on likrois velachtaim. If they know how to read the text of the document and also sign chaysmin, then they can sign ve'im love. And if not, in chaysmin, they cannot sign. That's the end of this next source. And uh, if this looks familiar, we had about a week and a half ago this uh, same sugiya, um, these next seven, eight lines. The Gemara asks, what does Rishon Leel say if the witnesses know how to read and to sign? We weren't talking about them reading at all. We were just talking about whether they can sign or not. So Kriya, that issue that Rishon Leel said they have to be able to read and sign, Man Dakar Shma, who mentioned reading it all. In other words, it doesn't flow in the uh, Tanaic source that we just finished. What Rosh Hashanah is saying, answers the Gemara, it actually does, because there's part of the essential um, understanding of the price that's kind of left out, and this is what it means to say. And we do a, let's see, one, two, three, four, about a five line, just over five line rereading of the Brisa. Edim she'en yoidim. Likrois. Let's say you have witnesses that don't know how to read. Currently, then the people in the court would read the text of the document to them, and uh, then these Aidim would sign. If they don't know how to sign, then it goes back into what the uh, first two lines in the, of the price had said on uh, the second line of this Amud. Comes on and says, When is that? Begite notion specifically um, divorce document from a husband to a wife. Aval shichur avadim usharkol ashtaris im yoyin if they know likrois velach. So it makes sense that Rishon would mention reading because the way we just understood the Tanakama is that he's talking about reading also. So they know how to likrois velach. Chayisman they could sign to im love in chayisman and if not they cannot sign. That's the end of the rereading of the brisa. I'm Rabbi Lazar. My term is Shem Gamliel. What's his reasoning that he says by Gite uh, Nashim only, even though it's not an acceptable thing to do for other documents? Well, 
Because by Gitei Nashim, we want to do everything possible, that a Jewish girl shouldn't be left in a situation where they're literally like chained to a, uh, like a husband who um, they really should be able to be freed from. Amarava halacha, like Roshan Gamliel. Kama, for Rav Gamda Mishmei de Rava, a different tradition of Rava, says, Ein halacha, halacha, it's not like Roshan Gamliel. Well, if it's not like Roshim Gamliel, the Elokaman, who would it be like? There were only two opinions of Roshim Gamliel and the Rabbanan. So should we say it's like the Rabbanan who said that this was a acceptable approach to sort of pre-scrape out the area uh, where the Adam was supposed to sign? They just fill in ink into the scraped out area, and it, it makes the, their name. So should we say that it's like the Rabbanan? The problem with that is v'ha'ahu da'avaruvda b'shar shtarais. We had on the Basically, the bottom line of Amad Aleph, someone who did this type of approach when it came to other stars, Venagda Rav Kahana. And Rav Kahana gave him Malkus. So the Gemara explains the answer is Tirgama. Explain that as uh, being the case of Akriya. Going on the reading, which um, Rashi, there's not much Rashi up until now. Rashi is still on the second line of Rashi, all the way to the top. So he says, Tirgama, that which Rav Gamda said, going on the Kriya, She'im Yoidin Lachdaim, if they know how to sign, even though they don't know how to read, then that's fine. And they would read uh, before them, just like the Rabbanan. Rav Kahana is where they don't know how to sign. And as far as the signing, that's what uh, we had said Rav Kahana was speaking about earlier. Rav Yehuda Mitzdar, Kari Vachasim, Rav Yehuda, who I guess maybe was older, had a very uh, great difficult time seeing, he would uh, exert a great effort to uh, read the text of the document before um, it was signed. Amalei Ula, Loitzrichis. So Ula said to Rav Yehuda, well, you, you don't have to like strain so much because the Rebbe Lazar, who I underlined uh, the name, Marada Ara Yisrael, he's the like the uh, chief, unofficial chief rabbi of Israel, they would actually have somebody else read him the text of the whatever the star was, and he would sign his name, Rav Nachman, who I underline, they would read before him. He was a uh, Dayan, a uh, very um, powerful, famous person at the time, one of the Gedolim. Karukame uh, Safri Dedaini, the uh, official scribes of the court, would read a document text to him. The, and he would sign his name. Vedavka Rav Nachman. Now that's specifically Rav Nachman, only Rav Nachman, and the official Safri Dedaini, the official uh, court scribes, uh, De Islahu Aimsa, where they have a great uh, fear and trepidation of reading things incorrectly. Aval, if it was Rav Nachman and just regular old Sifri Achrini, some other scribe, or Sifri Dedaini, the official court scribes, but Inish Achrini, some other person who wasn't so chashuv uh, and important and in with the authorities, lo, that would not be the case. Period. When Rapapa would have come before him a Shtara Parsa, a uh, Persian type of uh, document. Uh, that was uh, processed through the non Jewish uh, court system. Um, Makri lehu l'shnei kusim ze shaloi bifnei ze. He would um, have it read in the presence of two Gentiles separately, like each one separately. B'meisiach l'fi tumai, basically like in an informal way to see the way each one would translate it and make sure if, if each one translated the same way, then he felt comfortable that's what 
uh, the document had in its text, from that type of star that he had validated uh, what it meant exactly, uh, the uh, person is the owner of the holder of the star would be able to collect even from Mishubud property. Amravashi, Amali Rav Huna Bar Nasan, Hachiamara Memar, Haishtara Parsa. If you have one of these uh, Persian documents, the Chasim Yalei Israel with Jewish signatories, uh, Jewish people who signed it, it was uh, written though in Persian language. Magvin and Mishabdi, it can be uh, used to collect even from Meshubad properties, like uh, properties that have uh, other people who have them, and they just have a, you just have a lean on it. I, Vaha, I put a triangle around this word Vaha in the middle of the next line, another triangle Vaha, and near the end of the next line, a triangle Vaha. Three questions. Here's the first. Vaha, loyadu the Mikri. Well, one second. The uh, people here, they don't know how to read it. Well, Bediyadi, they do happen to uh, understand and can read Persian. I, Vaha, Bedi, Ksav, The typical Persian document doesn't have the same, um, uh, I guess attempts at preventing fraud as the Jewish document does. Well, this one does also, but it's had the uh, gallnut treatment. A third triangle. The way a Jewish document is, you have to sort of go over the main points of the document and the last line, and the Persian document doesn't have that. Well, this particular Persian document does. Well, if they knew how to read the language, if it had the gallnut juice treatment, and if it uh, sort of summed up the main points of the star in the last line, then what's the Chiddush? You know what the Chiddush is? The Cholashen Kosher. That actually any language, even Persian, is totally valid. It's right at a star. That's the Chiddush. Uh, but one second. Tanina. That can't be the Chiddush, because we already learned in a Mishnah, the Mishnah we'll see later on in the Masechta, goes just over a line. Get when you have a divorce document. The writing of the, I guess, the text of it is in Hebrew, but the uh, witnesses are uh, Greek or Yevonis. The text of it is Yevonis Veda of Ivris, and the people signed are um, Ivris. That would be kosher. Uh, well, uh, so then we, we would already know this. No answers. The Gemara actually is a bigger Chiddush. If we only had the Tanaic source, begitzen. I would have thought that is only in the realm of um, Jewish divorce documents. Again, because of that Takana of Aguna, so we want to do everything we can possibly to prevent a woman from being an Aguna. That wouldn't apply. Uh, if you have it written in one language and the people who sign it are uh, writing literally Greek, that that would be okay. That's why I would have thought, Kamash Milan, that even by Shar Shtaris, it works. Period. Amar Shmuel, I underline his name. Nasan Lanir Chalak. Let's say you have a husband and wife. Husband gave his wife what, what appeared to be a blank uh, piece of paper. The Amar Lan, he says, Hareza Gitech. Megureshes. She's actually uh, divorced. Chayshinan, because we have to suspect. You never know. Maybe Shama Bamei Kasu, maybe it was written out, and he wrote it with, um, I don't know, gallnut juice type of ink, and uh, basically sort of like disappeared. Mace, we have Tanaic source, three and a half lines that would seem to indicate otherwise. Says the Tanaic source, quote, Hareze Giteich. Uh, you have a man, he walks up to a woman, he's got a document, he says, here is your get. 
is taken and thrown into the sea, Ola or into a uh, fire, or in any other scenario that um, would destroy it, the Amar, and then the um, man actually uh, says, "Hey, you know what? Star Pasim who or Star Amana who? Yeah, it was only a Star Pasim, one of these like appeasement documents. It wasn't actually a get, or maybe it was a Star Amana, like a pre-written out IOU that uh, the two parties trust each other with." Um, Megureshes, the woman who considered divorce, veloi kol heimenu lo yisra. The husband doesn't have any uh, ability to ask her as a married woman. She's basically no longer. She basically considered like a divorcee now. Okay, let's make it to you. Time of The reason is because there's actually some writing. Halekaksav, but if there was no writing, lo, then we wouldn't say this at all. And that would be a question on Shmuel. Answers the Gemara. Kikamar Shmuel. Well, you know what. When Shmuel said what he said, it's a specific case. De badkinan lebemaya de nara. They would use a special type of, uh, like a, a violet oil or violet maybe water that uh, you would run it over the uh, documents in question and e palit, palit vilay palit, love klumhu. If the letters emerged um, from the parchment, then it's good. And if not, it's not. Well, one second. So you're telling me if the letters emerge using this uh, violet water treatment, so what if these letters emerge now? It's only now, and when it was written, there was no writing, and certainly was given to her, there was nothing there. So Shmuel Nami, we answer, uh, Shmuel, who this is all going according to, he was the Amar Shmuel about 10 lines ago, Nami Chayshinan Ka'amar. When he was saying what he was saying, it was simply a chashash that maybe uh, when they were originally written, they were not absorbed in uh, well, um, in which case we're going to be chashish. So if he dies, she'd be asura to a Kohen, because you never know she could be a Megureshes. And in case of Yibum, you'd go ahead and do the Chalitza and not the Yibum, period. Amar Avina, Amar Liyameymar, Hachiyam, Amareymar, Mishmeidur Avdimi. Honey betray these two people, the Gita Kamayu, that a get was delivered um, from husband to wife in their presence. Srichile Mikarye. It's incumbent upon the people who are witnessing it to read the uh, text of the um, document that's being transferred. Okay, Maceway. We have the next source. Goes about a line and a half, and it seems to indicate otherwise. It might look familiar. I believe we had this snake source uh, today already. Uh, here is your get, says the um, husband to his wife. And then it gets like picked up, thrown into uh, the, the ocean, or into fire, the or for that matter, and anywhere that uh, would be considered uh, a dead loss for this type of document. And then after that, uh, he comes back to the husband and says, actually, Star Possum who, or Star Amanahu? Nope, Megureshes, that um, um, a couple is considered divorced. It would not be with anybody's ability to oser her again. Now, that's the end of the Tanaic source. Connector V.E. Amris Srikhle Mikarye. If you want to say that the witnesses uh, who witnessed it being passed over from one party to the other have to read the text, Basar de Karyua, Mi Matsi, Amar la hachi. After they read it, is he the husband able to say that? It doesn't make sense. Lo, so the Gemara says, indeed, it doesn't make sense because that's not exactly what's happening. Rather, it's necessary to bust de karyua 
after it was uh, read, it's a sort of an interesting case here, but uh, it was read by the people who are going to witness it. Uh, he, uh, the husband, sort of stuck the, uh, the get up his sleeve, the afke, and then uh, apparently took it out. Now, Maudetema, you might have thought to say Chalfe, that uh, maybe he switched it, Kamashma. We don't say that, it, and what he provided as a get is the get from the beginning. Hugavra, put a vector under this Hugavra. Two lines later, the second and third one in line is also another Hugavra. So Hugavra, there was this guy, so he threw a divorce document to his uh, wife, or that's what he claims. However, it landed, Labaini Dani, between two big. Uh, Two big jars or two big kegs. Um, so they looked uh, in that area, and they found, ooh, look at this, mezuzta. It's actually a mezuzah here, like the uh, parchment of the uh, mezuzah. Amrav Nachman, well, mezuzah beni dani loy shricha. To find a parchment of mezuzah in between two barrels is not common. Um, probably the uh, thing that the uh, husband had, had uh, thrown. Um, that's probably, uh, uh, we don't have to be choshesh, that maybe it was a uh, get, because what he threw was probably a mezuzah. It's only if when you looked, you found one parchment. So the husband threw a parchment, you found one parchment. Now, if I'll, a bezer gimel, let's say there's like two or three there, well, midaha havoi, hanami havoi. From the fact that this one, the, uh, was uh, there, so to the, um, other ones must have been there. The Gita, well, then what happened to the get? Um, must be that some rats ran off with it. Here's the final case for today. Hahu Gavra de Olabekin, she went into uh, Shul. He opened up the Aaron Kaidish, Shakal Sefer Torah, and he took a Sefer Torah and did well with it. Yaiv la le. Devisu, and he gave it to his wife Amrala, and as he handed over the Sefer to his wife, he said, Ha Giteich, here is your get. What do we say on that? So, Amrav Yasef, I online his name. Lamai Leichushla, what should we be concerned over here? And therefore, there's no reason to be concerned about that. I also squiggle in on this word. If you want to say it's because of the Krisus de Ispa, maybe what's going on is like there is Parshas. Gitin, written into the Chumash, uh, Habaina, well, the thing is, that wouldn't uh, work as a get, because it says, Vikasav Law, which is Lishma, it has to be for her, uh, Valeki, you don't have a Sefer Torah written, Vervechi Tema. If you want to try to say, well, maybe this husband, he had uh, prepaid some cipher, I don't know, $5,000, uh, originally, well, even with all that, the fact that Parshas Gitin is in the Torah, so what? Hapa'in, it has to be Shmayu, Shma, Shemir, Vashemira. These essential points have to be written in the man's name, the woman's name, the city, her city, and, and you don't have that. Well, Rav Yosef, Maikam what, Ashmlan, what are we supposed to learn from this? Shein, May Milan, Agabi, May Milan. That's what he was coming to tell us. That Maimilin, if you use it as an ink, will not be considered writing if it's on top of Maimilin. Period. Adkan.